Hi, John. Hey, Alex. You know what I hate? What's that? Uh, Event Horizon, I guess. You know what I hate? What's that? Uh, opening a portal to hell. I hate when that happens. Ooh, you probably shouldn't look on the bookshelf behind me in some of the titles I have. Oh, the the one that's a big flaming swirling book? No, no, that's Nancy Grace's autobiography. Oh. The one underneath. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, now I'm seeing it. Yeah, now I'm seeing yeah. It. I got like an hour and a half of sleep last night, so... Oh, so it was so scary? Uh, no, here's what happened is, so I'll explain to the audience why my performance is going to be what I'm going to call awesome. Actually, to be fair, every time I've video prepared for the show, I think I've actually done a better job than <laughs> when it showed right. up, is I watched it last night somewhat drunk, and then as I was watching it, I wasn't drinking anymore, and got my second wind, and then I was like, oh, it's like three in the morning, and then I couldn't go to sleep. Yeah. So I'm operating on uh, a very little sleep, and uh, watched the movie half drunk. Yeah, it's going to go good. I'm excited for this. Well, it's going to go well. John. Yes. Was this movie in 3D? No. Why did the, why was there a whole bunch of shitty CGI stuff flying at my face? Because that was the early days of CGI stuff and boy, that was distracting. Yeah. It was like the scenes when you watch a 3D movie. Yeah. In 2D and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's a spot where it's supposed to be 3D." Well, and yet everywhere I looked up, this movie wasn't in 3D. The scene where Sam Neill is very very beginning of the movie where where the camera moves back and then Sam Neill is in the window of a space station. And it like spins around and you see more and more of the space yeah. station. That took like 10 weeks to make. Uh, hmm. And like, yeah, that's where CG was at at the time. I mean, it looked good. Yeah, it looked good. But it was just like that was they blew so yeah. much of their budget on that shot, which now it's like that's nothing. That's a Transformers left nut. That's nothing. I wish that that wasn't true, but there actually is a Transformer with testicles. That's in that true. One yeah, that's why I bring that up. And that's, a, that's actually a one to one ratio. I looked at the numbers, the nut numbers. Oh boy! Yeah, there was a lot of stuff flying at the screen. Yeah, let's 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 mention this. I love this cast. Oh, it's a great cast. Like Sean Pertwee, uh, who's been in previous films uh, that we've done. I don't remember which ones. Okay, he is uh, Alfred from Gotham. Now, do you remember the oh. episode where I said, "Hey, that's Alfred from Gotham"? Because no. it was that episode. No shit. Uh, but also, uh, Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs, who always good. Yeah, famously played. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I have in here. I have in my notes. Let me guess. Alex is going to mention Harry fucking Potter. Oh, no, he's the captain from Star Trek Discovery. Oh, okay. I was yeah. going to say he's so great in... Uh, Harry lot... Potter as Lucius Malfoy. Yes. Yeah. No, that's... <laughs> I was going to gotcha. say uh, the death of Stalin. He's absolutely magnificent in. Always excited to see that guy. But there are a lot of... I mean, Jolie Richardson has been in a lot of good stuff. It's a, it's a solid cast. I'd go so far as to say it's a solid-ass cast. Yeah, and uh, the, guy from, uh, the guy from Platoon. You know, Larry Fishburne. Oh, Wasn't yeah. He in no, he's in Apocalypse. Apocalypse now, goddammit. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, I also like uh, the actor Richard T. Jones that plays Cooper, which is just your thankless, like, fun black guy role. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought, did so very, like, he was great in it. We're going to have to do, agree to disagree in that one. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe not. It's just, it is such a. Such an inherently awful role. Yeah, that, yeah. I guess I, I, I think and I'm some, more and to I didn't the really, role I didn't the... really notice it until this time around. But there's a lot of weird ADR going on where like they just redub him in, going like, "Don't hit me." And, yeah, yeah, it's very. Um... 
Well, this there's a style of kind of uh, of like that kind of racist stereotype, and I don't know what you call it, but it's that. Like mm-hmm. it is so very much a, that same vocal intonation, that well, like that thing, and it's just it's it's both uncomfortable and. Even if we lived in a world of racial equality, it still wouldn't be fun to watch. Well, this permeates movies of, of, of that era. Like we talked about with um, Gone in 60 Seconds. Granted, it's a few years later, but it was the, the comic relief black guy yeah. that, that has a lot of that. But still, like, is cool. Uh, I think I think it's a, a lot of, I don't know if I don't know if it came out before or after, but the, the whole, like, bad boys. Like, that, that character, that kind of, like, I'm a badass. But yeah. also, it's cool to laugh at me. I guess, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. It's just, it's, it's generally, I have a thing with film and TV that if at any point, uh, especially, especially like I saying this line, I make this look good or a variant yeah. thereof, or I make this look easy or something like yeah. that, or God damn, I'm good. Uh-huh. It's not a well-written role. Right. And, and I think this guy said all three of those, like, I, I'm pretty sure he said he looked good. He definitely said, God damn, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's, it's it's just written by some like white guy with glasses that just plays a lot of NBA Jam. Yeah, and it just seems like it should be better because yeah. uh, man, this cast is great. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize that um, Jason Isaacs uh, was was kind of thin and a little sexy. Yeah, back in the day, yeah, like a little he, bit, a little bit gaunter. Yeah, when less, he was less of a square man. Yeah, when he was young, I was like, oh, damn, yeah. you gotta pull gotta the old uh, like last week, pull the old Gerard Butler. Here's let me give you my first impressions here. Uh-huh. Oh, and this is what I was going to ask you off air, but I decided to save it for it. Why the hell did you choose this movie? So this movie, like, where, like, I, I'm not that I'm complaining. This seems like appropriate fodder for yeah. the show, but it's such a weird pull. Now that I've watched it, it's like, how did you even remember this movie existed? So this was a weird movie that, like, when I first saw it in the theater, this came out in, like 1997. I really enjoyed, and then subsequently, everyone I knew that saw it, that saw it on DVD first, because DVD was like just emerging around that time. Everyone I knew that saw it, that saw it on DVD first, hated it, but everyone saw it in the theater loved it. That was an interesting thing, but it also because it was it was Paul W. S. Anderson who generally makes crap. And this, yeah. a lot of times though, this is like his pass. Like people will hate on Michael Bay. And so go like, yeah, but the rock was all right. I, okay. So I see why you, this would occur to you. I've been, I've been reading about this film. I've been doing my, my research, my homework. Mm-hmm. And I really think I would like this movie in its original cut. Yeah. So originally this movie was 130 minutes long and it immediately got an NC 17 rating. And also, had like a super rushed production apparently like they had basically there was a gap in i think it was august of that year that there was no blockbuster coming out for paramount whoever made this no it's paramount because they do that great thing at the beginning with the uh i i kind of i always kind of am a sucker for when movies do that like they incorporate the studio logo into like the opening of the film oh like so it's the mountain and like it it pans up past the mountain and then there's or it zooms in past the mountain and there's stars but uh like Paul D. Sanderson kind of being a newer director was like, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get you something. I'll get you something. I'll get you something. So they like completely rushed post-production on the movie. So there was a lot of stuff that was hastily put together. And then like they got that NC-17 rating and then like so they had to hastily fix that all up. And uh, and it really showed, if you know that, it, some of the, the stuff in the movie makes a lot more sense in terms of why it's that way, why it's seems hastily put together. Yeah, because that, that's the my main kind of gripe with this. And also like 
my main lament almost is that watching it is like it feels like there was a good movie in here yeah and they kind of excised it because like a lot of that like they talk they references in every article i read about it is that like they that kind of like death orgy scene you yeah see but on see, the table i didn't point. Of, of all things in the movie that was i needed the least amount of oh, that. It, i'm not saying that that's what i need more of yeah but that as a kind of a touchstone of what the tone of the film would have been yeah would have made me like it more because like this is they literally breached into hell yeah and it became hell somewhere that's actually i think that would actually give me a bit of a scare this is just kind of i mean it's just like every other fucking well, spaceship the, movie. the problem is and i'm a sucker for like there's a there's an abandoned spaceship we gotta go see what's going on kind of uh a style of space or movie the thing is 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 that so much of this this is basically the shining in space so much that like what these characters are experiencing is supposed to be you know their own sort of personal horror or you know their failures reflected back at them but because these characters are so ill-defined, a lot of that is kind of lost. And so if you, you were able to spend a little bit more time with these people and have them fleshed out a little bit more, some of it would, would work a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I just would have liked, the, like, the, the, when they show the scenes of, like, hell or whatever, and it's that kind of, like, it's like Hieronymus Bosch hell. Yeah. I would have liked that if that, like, seeing that bleeding into the real world more. Because, like, sorry, we're go- we'll go back and try to do this a little in order. But, like, the end bit where it's, like, full Sam Neill nuttiness. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't play for me. Because I didn't see enough of that kind of hellscape. It seems like he, that that character turn was way too quick. Instead well, yeah, of, that's that's yeah. that's part. Of, there's actually like a, like one particular moment that's that's very out of place. But we'll we'll get to that. Uh, but it, yeah, he's supposed to be the Jack Torrance. He's supposed to be like the he's got this wound that the ship is exploiting purely because he made the ship, and they don't do a really really good job of exploring that. It just sort of is kind of a, a given that like oh yeah no and he's nuts. Yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't fit. It's just too. It's it was too rushed. All right. So anyway, let's 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 set this film up. We're on the Nostromo. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> no. What I love is when the movie sets it up. It's like okay, so it's like uh, twenty twenty. There's a base on the moon. As as we all remember. Yeah. Twenty thirty. Uh, we have a colony on Mars, and then in twenty forty seven, there's this ship that goes missing in the boundary of space. And that was one of those things that felt to me like the studio going. People are gonna have no idea what's going on, because. That all that setup seemed unnecessary. There was a lot of it too. But it yeah. just just like like okay, you know how there's the moon, right? Okay, get this. There's more planets, like like Mars. You've seen, you know you've okay. So there's Mars. Well, slow and then, down. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. But so all you the needed to do moon. Yeah. So like, and then later when Samuel is explaining about the mission of the event Horizon, it's kind of re going over all of that. Like you yeah. didn't, you didn't need to give me that at the beginning, and in fact the, the, it opens with. Again, I'm a sucker for the uh, obligatory ship shot in, in like the Star Wars kind of like passing by mm. the big ship. But then when like you go inside and you see like, oh, it's there's a scary body floating around. I thought that kind of like tipped the hand a little too soon in terms of, yeah, we get it that it's evil. I liked it's funny that same scene with the scary body floating around. So anyway, yeah, they they hey look, our ragtag crew comes together. We're flying out to the event horizon. Well, this, yeah. before we get to that, though, is there's. Sam Neill wakes up because like he like the the body in the ship and then like Sam Sam Neill wakes up like it's a nightmare he's having and he's waking up apparently in Corbin Dallas's apartment because it, it has a very similar yeah. feel which uh, is why I was like oh I might like this movie yeah and he multipass so he wakes up and he's he looks at the wall where he has pictures of his wife and he oh, picks that's... up the wife and he goes I miss you and then puts the picture of the uh, from the wall uh, next to this whole other the wife shrine is fucking creepy yeah. and maybe maybe they should have like like lingered on that a little bit more because like that's creepy but i was like 
oh, I think that's supposed to be romantic because I didn't have the vibe of the movie yet. I don't know. Because it started off with do, 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 yeah. do, do. Like, yeah, but I don't, yeah, I don't know how to read that exactly. But then he starts shaving. And guess what, uh, Guillermo del Toro? This is how you do a goddamn shave scene. He starts shaving and like for a second, he's like pauses by his neck and then shaves. But you're just like, oh, this guy's, this guy's twisted. Rather than like have him overtly go like, ugh, yeah, but at, against the mirror. But at the end where he goes, please use promo code Sam Neal for a free month of shave supplies. <laughs> I thought little, that was a that little, was a little unnecessary. Yeah. Although very forward thinking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Harry's razors in space. So yeah. So then they, then they do that pull out from the window. Yeah. Revealing that he's in this giant space station above Earth. And then immediately that doesn't matter because he's on the Lewis and Clark, which is a ship run by Lawrence Fishburne featuring his ragtag crew, most of who the actors we've all gone through already. Yeah, anyway, they get together, they, they get to the Advent Horizon. I mean, I don't think we really need to linger on the on the beginning Well, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of things that I want to bring up, is that one, there's, the, so like, Lawrence Fisherman has no bit, wants nothing to do with Sam Neill at the beginning. He's just like, I just whatever, shut up, shut up, shut up, let's just get into our, our cryo chambers. And then they get in their cryo chambers, get out of their cryo chambers, and then Lawrence Fishburne leans over to Kathleen Quigley's character, uh, Peters, and is like, oh, hey, sorry, we couldn't uh, we couldn't get you a replacement on on this one. I know you wanted to see your son, but uh, whoops. Oh, yeah, the you're going to die speech? Yeah, yeah but yeah, it's just yeah. like, what? You, first of all, you waited till now? Yeah. Uh, you couldn't have said something before? But yeah, that was just this weird, because she's like watching a video of her son's birthday. But it was like just that. one of those, it's such a telegraph, this lady's yeah. going to die moment that yeah. it, uh, it's just like, oh, wow, just, yeah, again, just put on a red shirt. This yeah. is, uh, well, it's it's one of the many kind of hat tips to 2001 that this movie has, where it's that like, I'm in space and I'm missing my child's birthday, like Haywood Floyd at the beginning. And, and then like, yeah, so then Sam Neill lays it all out. Hey, this is why we're here. Actually, so I invented this ship called the Event Horizon. This is what it was supposed to do. It's supposed to fold space, travel. So they, they explain how, how it has this gravity drive that, that is supposed to go fast in the speed of light. And this is not the movie's fault. But he does this thing where he, to, to show how it works. Thank you for bringing this up. Uh, it takes the centerfold that uh, Sean Pertwee's character has. And is like, okay, so they want to go to here, punches a hole in the top of it, uh, to here, punches a hole at the bottom of it. Puts it together and then runs a pen through. It's like, we fold space and look at it's basically just moving space arm in the same place the whole time. And Interstellar does the exact same thing. Yeah. And the last thing you want to do as a movie is make me think of Interstellar. Well, let me let me just let me add in here. I've seen that in at least three other movies. I can't think of them. Mm-hmm. But that explanation of and I think it was in a brief history of time or something like it. I think it's in a, a physics book mm. that they explain like the hypothetical thing of folding space time. And that's where they keep the, every movie gets this explanation from. Yeah. But I've seen it in, I think maybe in a in a Star Trek show, yeah. I, in other movies. So that explanation is so. I'm like, I know how warping space time works. Movie, and it's like, what the fuck am I saying right now? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm so tired of that explanation, which is a crazy thing to be tired of. Yeah, I well, and it's it's just, and I'm not saying that like in the past we've we've talked about like don't remind me of a better movie in your movie. It's that don't make me think of Interstellar because now I'm just mad. Something about the the amount of time I wasted in the theater watching that. Because movie. Interstellar is much better than this movie. A- absolutely not. I I, I, I will one hundred percent fight you on that. Because, really? Yeah. Because yeah. this is uh, uh, not well done, and that one a is. little over an hour and a half, and uh, isn't insulting. Wow. In, in the same way that uh, that Interstellar is. Well, now uh, we have to fucking do Interstellar. Well, okay, here's here's Damn the thing. It. Audience at home. So the way we pick our our films for what we're going to do next week, we've got a, a just a running list that uh, we generate of just movies we might be able to do. And sometimes we ask the audience, which, by the way, uh, 
uh, Facebook, there's a John and Alex hate stuff. So you can communicate with us there. Recommend movies you want us to watch or whatever. And we just add them to a list and John runs it through this random number generator type thing and picks out what movie we're going to do. It's called a computer. Well, I, I mean, you don't just go, hey, computer, pick thing That's for me. That's exactly what I do. Oh, okay. Well, ooh, about how quaint. So Interstellar has been on that list for a while. And it, and it has been one of those ones where I'm just waiting for it to show up. So so this can happen. But uh, it, 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 is, it is not yet. Yeah. So look forward to that. Uh, and well, I'm looking forward. <laughs> you know, just get just get on the Facebook and just keep mentioning Interstellar. We'll just do it that way. Yeah. You know what's really frustrating about this? A better show would follow up next week by watching Interstellar. Yeah. But we're, we're That's so, not us. Yep, we're so not going to do that. S- screw you, listener. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so it gives the whole plan and then describes the folding space. But then he's like, okay, so the event horizon, the ship I invented, did that and then uh, went missing. We haven't been able to find it, but we did get this weird uh, log from it. And you just hear what sounds like people screaming. And then it, then like, well, we ran it through some filters, which um, they do several times in this, I, in this movie. I couldn't hate the scene more. They run it through some filters and then and uh, you hear a human voice come through. And this guy's like, oh, it's Latin. That's the part that Jason, yeah, J- Jason Isaac recognizes like, Latin. That's Latin. Must- How they've run it through filters mm-hmm. in whatever smart land they have filters to do that. No one there knows Latin. No. And not, not necessarily knows Latin. No one there goes, hey, you know what that sounds like? That very famous language that we've all heard in every movie ever about evil things or the Catholic mass up until the what, the 70s. Like, it's not like it's in Aramaic right. or or some kind of like ancient Babylonian or some kind of like eldritch tongue from the from the from the depths. It's fucking Latin. I I would recognize that as Latin. It's the dumbest shit of the universe that they go, oh, oh yeah, that's Latin. Well, how, do you, how do you not, re- it, sorry, it's just, it's 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 a bed bug of mine where people are just wantonly stupid, but yeah. then the one dude on the ship, no, fuck you. Yeah. And so Jason and I, Jason and I is like, oh, it's Latin. We might, might be dealing with some kind of space pope. And he translates it yeah. to, uh, he's like, oh, it sounds like he's saying, save me. So they encounter the event horizon. And this was this was a thing that I have not yet figured out. And I could explain it away, but it's still kind of bothering me. The event horizon is in uh, is around Neptune is where they find it. And in approaching it on their little Lewis and Clark ship, they're just dealing with all kinds of turbulence. It seems like it almost seems like they're they're like falling into a planet the way that the way the scene is put together. The ship is shaking. And yeah. they're like, oh, and then they just stop in front of it. Like it's not a, it's not an issue. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because they're like they can't see it because it's all cloudy. There's storms yeah. going around. They're like, we're right on top of it. We can't see it. And then they just stop. And it's right there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's like this pointless tension that's it made me think of alien which this movie wants you to do or i guess aliens where they're landing on the planet and it's uh they're air dropping yeah this movie was very much if aliens fucked hellraiser yeah is... by like and 2001 was watching yeah uh so what i what i like so i'm already annoyed at the at the dumb latin because just latin in a horror movie annoys me mm-hmm. did you see what 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 port number they pull up to on the event horizon 13 yep that is in roman numerals yeah the number 13 yeah. now thankfully it didn't go this way because like i'm like oh they're doing like some weird demon shit of like and it, and it was a friday oh no <laughs> yeah this you is don't yeah it's bad news uh no one i mean no wonder the movie became so unlucky uh yeah but, that that's that's that was somewhat uh you talking what irritates me <laughs> <laughs> what irritates me is when, the, is when the ship's approaching and like it's like, oh my god these horrible sh- storms and they get on the event horizon and it's fine. But I don't know if that's one of those things like well is it because it's a tiny ship? Like much in the same way you feel turbulence more on a tiny plane than a big you know this is a giant. But it was just like oh okay well I guess that's done now. 
Well, John, if there's one thing I know more than Harry Potter, it's space weather. That's <laughs> true. That's true. That's why it. I bring it up to you. I would also like to bring up, while we're talking about the uh, the Lewis and Clark ship, how hilarious uh, Lawrence Fishburne's chair is. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the captain's chair, everyone else is just sitting in a, in a regular-ass chair affixed to the floor. The captain's chair hangs from the ceiling. And the problem is, is that when you have it sort of hanging from the ceiling, it's like sort of just always wobbling with yeah. his movements. It's not very like... It doesn't seem fit for him, first of all. Like, it's, he seems kind of crammed in there. And then it's always shaking, like, whatever movement he makes. It would be something at a swingers party in the seventy in the 70s. You know those chairs that are that are bolted to the ceiling? They're like sex, wicker. Sex swings. No, no, no. Oh. They're like wicker cocoon chairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. all I can think of is that's like a future wicker cocoon chair. Mm-hmm. And it, it made me laugh because now I'm thinking about 70s muff. And well, like and weird he's, yeah, and he's just parties. like using this, this uh, joystick to like turn to address different members of the crew. And it just seems very awkward it's really and very awkward. silly. Yeah. They get to the event horizon. And uh, they get in, they go inside. There's like, they're scanning for life forms and they're just getting all kinds of goofy ass readings. They can't figure out what the deal is. They go investigate. Oh, this is the part that I was going to say before is, so you're saying they kind of the silliness of that one floating corpse in that Uh scene. It is silly. But what I liked earlier in that same scene is that there's just kind of like chunks of kind of blood, almost like Metroid background in the kind of window wells. And I was like, oh, that's neat. Like, that's like a cool, like. What the fuck? Like, there was fuckers exploding in here. Like, this was, that's what I was saying, like, that video. Like, I want to see, like, the orgiastic violence, like, of, like, there's literally just blood piles over yeah. there. But I will say that, like, this Light movie, burst. this movie relies really heavily on jump scares. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, like, uh, you, you're waiting for something to happen and then, like, a garage door opens or something. You know what I mean? Like, some big noise happens and it's this kind of fake out. Which I think, like, I feel like in, in, in better hands, this could be extremely creepy and well done. Because um, there's, there's, there's very fertile ground here to do the shining in space. And I feel like it, they kind of squandered a lot of that on just yeah, jump scares. Uh, shining in space is a good idea. This movie, I don't think, even attempted the shining in space. This, this movie attempted Hellraiser. Oh, it totally did. No, no. But what I mean is the shining isn't, isn't a bloody the shining there's no horror in the shining it's all suspense this movie was going for a horror vibe mm. which I get what they're saying because a lot of people don't understand the movie The Shining right and, and they go oh that's a famous horror movie which yeah. it's not really a horror movie there's yeah it's about a minotaur and uh, that's secretly hidden in a poster that's no. apologizing for Stanley Kubrick it's about the genocide of Native Americans right. because that one corn can when he's locked in that room or the fuck if, was honest if you've never seen Room, room 237 yeah yeah uh, don't just, Oh, I love that movie. Oh, it's so God. great. It's sitting next to somebody on the bus. Yeah. The movie. It's, it's ridiculous. Insane people with uh, conspiracy theories and weird theories about, just the uh, worst about theories. Stanley Kubrick's the shot. Yeah. about how he faked the boot landing. How all, it's, it's wonderful. But okay. So, but the point is this movie had no, made no attempt towards suspense building or anything. Yeah. Sh- the shining like, yeah, this movie tried to make a horror bloody movie, which I would be fine if they either, turned into that skid and made a bloody horror movie, which is, I think, what the original cut was, or actually make The Shining in Space, which mm-hmm. would be, I'd be down with that. But this movie didn't really go for either. It went, hey, this would be a cool sentence to pitch to the people I'm pitching a movie to, sure. The Shining in Space, and then just made, nah, I don't know, it's like some kind of like evil ball. People get all fucked up. Yeah, well, <laughs> it seems like it seems like like uh, it's, it's just uh, a bunch of set pieces that we're trying to just get to. Like, eh, yeah, we'll just do this now. And oh, no, this is really cool. 
All right, let's just get through this so we can get to this next thing. Yeah, here's the hanging chair scene. Finally, yeah. we get to see it in all of its majesty. That took that took twenty five percent of the budget was that chair <laughs> to support uh, Lawrence Fishburne, which I guess all their spacesuits, which I really like the design of the spacesuits. Yeah, it did look nice. Um, they were extremely heavy. They were, I guess, like sixty pounds or something like that, something ridiculous. And so they couldn't actually like sit comfortably in them. So there was just like poles that they were just kind of like hang from oh that's they good. like to just sort of like relax oh the life of an actor yes yeah, uh, it's great it's glamorous hey can you just be hung like meat until we set yeah. up the next spot yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah they're, they they get to the event horizon and and uh they're like trying to figure out what happened and uh sam neill's being a little cagey and this is where okay how much does he know beforehand that's, well, that's i guess that's what i'm going with that's a very good question it's it's unclear and there's no there's the movie's very cagey on how much is him going like this is just this is my life's work i built this drive in the ship so i want to make sure that like the ship's not at fault everything's great with the ship or if it's like no 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 like i'm i'm actually involved i know what 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 happened um yeah and i feel like again like something where if they spent more time with this character fleshing it out it would it would read a little bit clearer because he's clearly got he's 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 all already has had some hallucination about his dead wife that you know that something's going on there and Here's here's my th- two theory concept. One, yes. If he doesn't know anything about it, he just invented this spinning ball drive. Ball drive mm-hmm. goes out of space. This schlub space marine goes, oh, that that sphere turned into a, a portal of liquid, and I saw it happen. And 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 uh, Sam Neill's like, no, that can't happen because it's not on. That's a schlub space marine. He just described to you how the actions of your incredibly secretive drive based on physics that no motherfuckers understand. Right. There's no way you could go, oh, no, obviously you were just imagining that because you just described like if you've never seen a car engine before and someone goes, yeah, all these cylinders started going up and down and there's this explosive action which caused torque and then the wheels (laughs) moved. You go, nah, you just made that up. No one's ever seen it before. Like you can't just come. So... It's either really dumb that way or at some point during the testing phase, and this is what I like to imagine, is he just stuck his head through the portal and went, ooh, look, hell, <laughs> and just, he's just had a demon in his head the whole time. Yeah, like he's just like, eh, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Yeah. because As long as someone doesn't stick their head in, yeah, it'll be fine. Because We'll just put up a sign. You can't, the, the guy goes, oh, yeah, it's a, he's like, nah, that can't happen unless it's turned on. Well, then how the fuck would he know about it, dude? Yeah. Well, which, so... What what happens is that is that while they're exploring the ship, uh, Justin Ensign Justin goes into the uh, where the gravity drive is, which I love the the spinning room before the gravity drive. Oh yeah, that looks awesome. Uh, yeah. Which apparently was very tough to film Be, in terms of like cameramen moving through it would get disoriented. Lawrence Fisherman when he had to run to it, they had to I, do a I bunch of different because that just how... seems confusing. I don't even you know? understand how they shot some of this film. Like there's some really cool looking things, and that yeah. was one of them. Of like. That's that long shot down that hallway. Then you see the spinning thing yeah. at the end. That was that's a very well framed, very cool looking shot. And that's a, that's one of those two thousand one uh, kind of no rip offs, but like those yeah. kind of long shots. Like, like the one I'm thinking of is like where where um, the guy from two thousand one is running around the dock. Yeah, and it's it's just kind of one of those. How the fuck did you do that? Yeah, uh, yeah. But so so that's where the gravity drive is, and uh, uh, Justin, it opens in front of him and like revealing this like this black goo. And he kind of sticks his hand in. Which, what are you? Well, apparently that's a deleted scene where it where it, they give some more justification for that. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if like character development was like, hey, ever since I was a kid, I love sticking my hand in goo. <laughs> yeah. Or if it was just like, 
you know, like, I'm going to check it out. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what that entails. I just read that that was a thing. He, yeah. Well, there was a conversation on the way there. My whole family's oil man, and there's nothing I like better <laughs> than to just stick my hand in a freshly dug oil well and just just, just one full but because that i feel like that's a job well done yeah hey wait a second look how that speech from earlier is coming up let's just yeah. get an elbow deep in some crude yeah. Chekhov's hick background story <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but so he oh he, wait sorry sorry just uh, the Chekhov thing reminded me much like much like i'm gonna die lady go i can't wait to get home to my to my handicapped son uh-huh <laughs> Hey, look at these explosives right here. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. There's explosives oh, yeah. right here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the the front of the ship is connected by this huge hallway to the back of the ship. And they're like, oh, hey. So the front of the ship is connected to the back of the ship by this huge hallway, which, again, like made me think of 2001 and the way the, the Discovery was sort of set up with a, with a big, long... Uh, uh, hall, that, not a hall, but you know. Yeah, I think you referred to uh, a space thing. Yeah, a it's space thing. It's got a space thing between the two other space things. Yeah, the two yeah. space. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, what is this? Oh, these explosives? Well, they are for this express purpose uh, that will be explored <laughs> later in the film when we, so we can separate the front from the back of the ship. It is, it is so it's, telegraphed. It yeah. is unfucking believe. It's like Jurassic Park if they go, oh yeah, that, uh, that fence right there, those electric ones, that no dinosaur could get through except for in the case that all the power in the place goes down and then, then they'd yeah. probably be able to get through. And then we're, then a little kid might be able to fly off. Uh, but that would never happen. Anyway, but on with the movie. Like, it's just so fun. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Uh, also, Sam Neill, uh, uh, fun fact, was in Jurassic Park, the movie yeah, I just yeah. referenced. That was, that I didn't do that on purpose. Yeah. Justin is exploring, goes, walks into the, or puts his hand into the uh, uh, gravity drive, gets pulled in, and he's tethered. So the tethering goes, uh, starts just like spinning out like a sh- like a fish, big fish running yeah, away with like, you. Like in Jaws, and, like where they stole that thing from. Cooper... The the uh, crew member Cooper that we talked about was the sort of uh, black comic relief kind of guy. Is like, oh shit, and he goes rescuing, goes out to rescue him. And there's a cut scene. Apparently, they lost this. That uh, Cooper's big fear was letting people die. Apparently, oh, that's a good thing to be afraid of. Yeah, what it's like, well, yeah, like oh, I was missing that motivation for him saving people. Yeah, uh, but he goes. So there's this very you know high tension scene, I guess, of him. Uh, Scooting down a wire, trying to get Justin, and Justin emerges from the from the goo and is catatonic. No one knows exactly what happened there. Yeah, that was a that was a I, I, I an effective moment. But as the movie progressive progresses, it seems it doesn't matter. It, it just this movie's so uneven. I can't pick out yeah. everything. It just he's in this other dimension. Blah blah blah. You would think he'd be physically scarred. Like there'd be more to it than just oh I'm I'm catatonic. I'm I'm scared. It just, I don't know. It just, well, it, again, just tonally, there's just pick a, pick a, pick a way to approach this. Have him be bloody or have it be suspenseful. But it did both and this made neither effective. I, I tend to cut a lot of slack for movies, uh, uh, horror movies in terms of dealing with supernatural stuff, because I think part of the, the scary part of supernatural stuff is that it doesn't follow rules of logic and stuff like that. That being said, there are, you know, storytelling is storytelling and certain things have to make sense. And it seems like where the, where the goal of the ship overall was to, like, get a crew. You know what I mean? Like, to to really screw with these people and, and whatever. That just having him, just destroying him wasn't going to do that. So sending him back and having the crew kind of, like, get scared and not know what's going on with him and sort of uh, cause chaos amongst the crew 
that that would help open them up for the ship to go in and, you know, whatever malevolent spirits were there to get them rather than just... Because I don't think the ship is, is all just about murdering everybody. Well, this... But, what, again, the, I guess, here's here's something I never thought I'd say. It's ill-defined. I don't understand but, the motivation of the ship. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's ill-defined. And, I mean, the, with the dimension being pure chaos, as you find later, that would that would sort of... Yeah. No, I, the, I was the just the more thinking, off, you know, you, you, catch, you catch more bees with honey than you vinegar is... Right. Like they, you, they sh- you catch more flies with uh, psychological warfare than tearing up a guy. Well, no, I was just like not even warfare. Like I like again, this wouldn't make for a good movie. But what what would be the effective trap? That's why they call it a hunting trap, not a hell dimension trap that kills everybody. They want a crew. The 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 entities, the other dimension wants a crew mm-hmm. to fly the ship back in, right? Like so, when they showed up on the ship, they they should like implant the idea of like. Hey, look! Everybody's naked, and this is a land of free yeah. BJ's and drugs, and 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 every and your life's everything's great here. Like we're dancing around in in a Bacchanalian wonderland, and come to our world. Not yeah. like because generally, if there's a dimension of awesome, I'd be like, hey, you know, John, me and you, we should probably go to that dimension of awesome. If there's a dimension of, hey, that's where the demons rip your face off for eternity. I'm not gonna really want to go there. But so if I'm demon rip out face land, I would probably just advertise slightly differently like saying this is where wonderful things happen and then when you get there boom you're disney but i don't think it's i don't think it's that uh it's that subtle i think it's kind of like hellraiser where they're like tearing flesh is awesome why would i want to do anything else? why would i want to try to convince you otherwise like this this weird pleasure and pain thing is is what i'm about and like i don't it's like me telling you like i don't understand why you why you aren't aroused by ladies sitting on cakes that's that's the hottest thing there is. Now, is there flattest involved? No. Oh, because only... it depends on the icing. Oh, okay, because I only like cake farts. Yeah. yeah. No, but it but it is cake this fart. this this. Uh, I I I don't. It's it's not that subtle of a movie. Yeah. It's more just like this this dimension is purely evil, and it's not the the sexy lady in the bathtub that Jack Nicholson sees. It's always the old woman. Well, so okay, so the gravity drive. I have I have several questions about. Why is it a ball of nipples? Like, and and why are there giant spikes in the room? Well, I can answer that actually. <laughs> okay. Um, the original design was supposed to be just like a a, a Spartan ball with some spinning things, uh-huh. and then the director said he wants to make it look like Hellraiser. Okay, that's literally that's, what they said. I didn't know if there was a there was a no. legitimate. Okay, no. They, the the answer is they wanted to make it in a way that would be scientifically kind of you know that's it, and then they went nah, let's make it let's look make like Hellraiser. It spooky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I also love just dating this this movie. How when they find the ship's log, it's on a CD. Oh, that, yeah. that I legitimately was like, oh, that's cool. No, that it was fun. Yeah, there was a bank of CDs. I also, uh, it, it, this is just a dumb thing, but like, I like that space future. And I don't know when it stopped. But space future, everybody smokes still. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that, that's still a thing. It's weird because uh, in 97, I feel like people were still pretty, like, we're kind of down on smoking. Like, yeah. We had already kind of turned that corner a little bit of like, this is Actually, bad. And probably. I think that's when I started smoking was 97. Yeah, but it's not when you start. But like, it's not it like, was, yeah, yeah, it's it not wasn't like you cool, actually yeah. were watching, uh, you know, those commercials that said like four out of five doctors agree it smooths your T zones to smoke <laughs> right. Winston's. <laughs> right. Yeah, because I th- Sean Pertwee's character smokes, and I think eh, maybe other people do. But yeah, he whatever. hands it to uh, uh, Larry Fishburne there. Yeah, I think he takes it and he offers it to somebody else as well. But my my favorite part of finding the 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 log is so they're watching it and it's they're like, oh, it's a blog of the or the a vlog of the ship. Getting ready to take off, and you find out that the Latin likely came from the captain, who, before he leaves, says something douchey in Latin. 
Yeah, as most Latin is douchey. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's not just like, douchey or overdramatic. Yeah, it's 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 this thing where you're like, oh, oh, you know, it's it makes the Latin a lot less scary. Where you're like, oh, it's just probably this asshole just yeah. trying to say something else. Like, oh. yeah, I want like a, I want like a, a choir of, of demonic angels singing Carl Orff covers. Not like not some dick that went to like some shitty school. Like, yeah. Oh, I went to Oxford, so I know how to do the the cases in Latin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so they watch the log. It turns out it's big, it's heavy, it's wood. Yeah, it was um, better than bad. It's good. And then, the, yeah, then it cuts to, as, as we mentioned before, the sort of, you get these glimpses of this orgiastic murder fest, and the, the captain has pulled out his eyes, and is actually saying, what they, they find it's not uh, liberate, liberate me, it's liberate tuteme ex infernus, save yourself from hell. Justin, who is, they have put in stasis, he's like, he's in the, um, he's in the, the med, not in stasis, uh, they put Justin in the, in the med bay or whatever, and Peters is looking over him. And then she has a hallucination of, of her son. And in terms of like pacing and like buildup of the movie, there's not a, she thinks she sees something. There's this, she's looking at, at Justin and it's like, oh, there's a tent over there that's being unzipped. Yeah. And then my my kid is in there and his legs are covered in, in maggots. And I'm going to stand here and really interact with it and feel bad. And then, oh, someone shakes me out of it. There's not like this buildup of like, I thought I saw something. And bleh. and it's also, it would make more sense if the kid was dead. It's my son's still alive on the, on, on earth. And I want to be with him and care for him. And I'm missing his birthday and he's got special needs. Why would I think I see him on my ship? You know what yeah. I mean? Like that was a, that was something that struck me this time around where, cause this, that's the only thing she sees. It's like, why am I chasing after my, my son who I, have no reason to believe would be on this ship. Well, the, see, that's what bothered me about the entire, the, the, and it goes back to pacing with Sam Neill as well, seeing his dead wife, where it's, if you showed a slow descent into madness, a la yeah. The Shining, in the way they pace this movie, what should happen is that lady has the vision of her son in the tent. The guy goes, hey, you all right? She go, and then she would go, holy shit, I just had a full out hallucination, auditory and visual hallucination. I need help right now. Mm -hmm. Because one thing happened. If it was a slow descent into that, you probably wouldn't say anything because your brain would be shown to be, you know, you're in, you're in crazy town to use, you know, Dr. Lingo here. Yes. Having one hallucination, you would go, oh, uh, are we okay? Is there too much CO2? Because there's a CO2 yeah. concern. You should go, oh, I'm maybe the CO2 is so high. I'm, I'm epoxic and, you know, I'm now hallucinating. You should throw me in the goo tank mm -hmm. to save on air. But, you know. Things people would know if you live in space. So uh, we 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 skipped over the fact that um, when the the portal activates, when Justin goes into the portal, uh, uh, it sort of does this like this pulse comes out of it that like causes everything to blow up. Basically, all these electronics to like blow out sparks and blows up the Lewis and Clark essentially. Like it 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 drips a huge hole in the wings of the Lewis and Clark. Like I, I believe that it's a seven meter fissure. And they're all like, oh, all right, everyone on to the event horizon. So they have to hang out on the event horizon. They have to hang out in the haunted ship because uh, their ship is damaged. Yeah, which, okay, fine. I get that's what you have to do storytelling-wise. But I feel like that would have been better storytelling if they were on the Lewis and Clark. Because they're already on the event horizon. And then they're like, oh, no, the place that we weren't at. Got in trouble. Like, the dramatic tension would be it happens while they're on the Lewis and Clark and then have to escape Chew. Well, the several, of them, several of them do. There was like two people on the ship yeah, at the time. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It just, 
it's sorry. It's, I'm it's, being too nitpicky. It's yeah, just, but it's more just like that. Yeah, we're stuck in the horror now. There's yeah. not. There's we can't at some point go like fuck this and leave. Yeah, I just I just think the dramatic tension would have been oh our escape is to go into horror town well, instead of oh no now we're stuck in a place that we're not sure is bad yet. Well, what I can't yeah. figure out is so they they they've decided that you know. Okay, it's sustainable, but the, the, we only have so many CO2 scrubbers or something, so we have 20 hours of oxygen. That seems like a really big place, the Event Horizon. Oh, that makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, was, I was just like, that seems like a like a really tiny, you know, uh, time frame. But whatever. You're putting a ticket clock on the whole thing. Fine. Fair enough. But also, they've got those, like, goo tanks where, uh, presumably, can, they've got their own oxygen or, like, you don't have to breathe. Sure. Like, just throw the non-essential personnel into there, like, Ensign, whatever his fuck face. Like, he's passed out. Toss his ass in the goo tank. Sure. But yeah, so everyone's ha- everyone starts having these these uh, uh, hallucinations and, uh, well, several people do. We are seeing his late wife because they're, they're, and that's actually a scene I really like when he's in, they're, they're where the gravity drive is. We are trying to get it back online or something like that. So he crawls into that, the tunnels underneath it and it's all green. Everything's like, oh yeah, like, yeah. It looks like a, um, like a motherboard, basically every single panel. I just thought that, that looked really No, it, really it looked really neat. And, now that I realize, or now that you pointed it out, that this is pre-Matrix, I like it even better. Because I thought, oh, what a fucking Matrix rip. But yeah, yeah you're right. This is two years before the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he sees he sees his dead wife in there. And, and I've seen this very effective with the lights flickering or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, so at some point, Justin um, leaves his catatonic state and goes into the airlock to try to kill him, like, no one knows what's going on, but he's in the air. He's opening the airlock to try to launch himself into, into space. In a, in a scene I still very much enjoyed this time around. I wasn't sure if that was going to hold up much. It's still, it's not perfect, but uh, like Lawrence Fishburne. Is oh, out in yeah, space. that part was cool. Uh, yeah, I I didn't like, that's not what radical decompression looks like in space. Your eyes wouldn't explode, blood wouldn't sure. fly. Like, that's just, it's such a dumb thing, but like, I got bored and read articles of what would happen if you got exposed to the vacuum, uh-huh. and that's not it at all. So it's like, pfft. Actually, but I'm for like, the oh god, for I the have a fucking of a horror movie. It was, no, no, it was fun, totally. But it was just one of those like, eh, well, you know, that's not actually yeah, just yeah. N- fucking nerd. God, I'm never gonna know love again. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> not if we keep watching this movie. You don't have to grease it quickly. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, John, I'm sorry. I want, John, I want you back. <laughs> uh, so that happens, and the crew and the crew's all shook, and then then uh, at some point, um, Miller, Lawrence Fishburne has a hallucination about this this dude on fire. That is clearly something from his past. And they have this, then some of the crew gets together and has this whole conversation about like how they're hallucinating and what's going on. And Samuel's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And then like immediately following that scene, Stark, uh, Julie Richardson's character is like, I have a theory about the hallucinations. Well, you weren't in that previous conversation. So that's interesting. Oh shit. Good yeah. call. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, I mean, maybe uh, somebody caught her up. <laughs> yeah. But she has, she has a theory about how the ship is, you know, evil uh yeah which was a weird scene too because yeah. i mean i guess there's no way to present that with any with i mean there's it's so hard to save dignity when you're like my theory is well, like the ship's evil yeah the ship's yeah. like there's there's a horrible entity and it's doing something to us it's like trying to say anything serious about a monkey where it's like just mm-hmm. like, intrinsically there's a like it's got to be funny because you're talking yeah. about a monkey like you can't you can't reference it's, yeah. a, a sentient building yeah so then yeah so then miller lawrence fisherman's like all right whatever we're blowing this thing up finished fixing the ship and we're going to blow it up. And then, um, and it's, it's frustrating. So this is the scene I was talking about where it's kind of like, it's out of place. Cause we are still like really the whole movie we has been defending the ship. Uh, Sam Neill has been, you know, like no, no, the ship's fine. It's, it's whatever, but you kind of get the sense that he's starting to go Jack Torrance, that he's, he's going to feel. 
Uh, he's he's getting subsumed by the ship. And so he and Lawrence Fishburne are walking down the big central corridor, the big sort of eye-looking thing. And Lawrence Fishburne's like, you know, whatever, we're go we're gonna go home. And Lawrence and then Samuel's like, I am home, and like disappears into the blackness. But then there's a scene later, he's not fully nuts yet. Yeah. Then there's a scene like like immediately following where he's in the Peters sees her son and is like chasing after him and up to these rafters and then ends up falling down into where the, the gravity drive oh, is. Oh, that was a brutal son. fall. It too. was a brutal yeah. fall. But like the whole time, I'm just like, why do you think your son is on this ship? That does not make sense to me. No, it doesn't, um, it doesn't track. Uh, but, and he sees her like, oh God. And he's like, figures out how terrible everything is. And then he has a flashback to his wife dying, committing suicide because he wasn't there for her because he was too busy working on the event horizon or something and claws out his own eyes. And it would make more sense for him to kind of have done something, maybe not that severe, but something that lets us know, no, the ship has him now. Yeah. Rather than that weird, like, no, I am home. Like, why? What? Yeah, the pacing, again, it's just the pacing. There's no, like, kind of character deterioration. Yeah. You can't really track it. I think it would have been better served if maybe just focused on a couple of the characters. And also, there's way too many characters in this. There's there's too many characters. Like that, the, like the lady that with the wheelchair kid, she doesn't need to, like, she yeah. serves no purpose you, other than you could that's have, a lady to die. Yeah, you could have combined some of these people. Because, like... Then at right at right after that, uh, uh, Sean Pertwee's character sees um, sees Smith or, or sorry sees uh, Weir on the uh, Lewis and Clark, and turns out Weir has, has planted a bomb there, and blows it up, uh, destroying their chance for escape, and blows Cooper, who is working on the on the wing of the plane into space, and that's when it gets really like. 90s corny black guy character where he's like oh shit why does this always happen to me yeah yeah it's it, that was there was a sequence of embarrassing things and i yeah. felt so bad for him as an actor and he's supposed to what yeah. are you supposed to do as that as an actor what are you supposed to do like how yeah how do you there's you just you do it and get paid yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just it's the, and he's there's it, there's a and it's so his sort of like wackiness about it that like drains all the tension from the scene and he's just like oh i gotta drain my oxygen tank and fly back to the ship and he he does, and so you're like, cool. Well, that's that's happening. He seems to be okay. Oh, did you see? So this is a movie adjacent, but uh, in the trivia for Event Horizon, uh, sorry, I have to read this because this is a really great piece of trivia. This is when when he flies out. Uh -huh. <clears throat> now I'm reading this directly. Yeah, you know, I think I know exactly what you're going to say. Yes. When Cooper activates his jetpack to fly, come back the Event Horizon. In the control appears Purge. It's a nod for Blade Runner, 1982. Since then, in the spinner screen used by Deckard and Guff appears Purge when it going to fly. Which yes. I think is a really good piece of trivia. Thank you, thank you, you thank you, IMDB user Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, which I yeah, I love that. Like uh, uh, what? the word what? the word purge appears here and that appears in this movie, so they're related. Is it but I mean that's it? That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, boy, that's that's I mean, if the word purge appears in Blade Runner, which it, it, it does, it does. Yeah, that's but, a. But the whole point off, of but. purge there is that he's using the uh, the oxygen and, and the velocity to yeah. shoot him back to the. But no, but it's the same word. I don't know if you get that. <laughs> so wait, so but by this guy's logic, Harrison Ford could start murdering people with with yeah. no consequence because the word purge appears. Because the word, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, as a fan of that movie. Oh, and then he could just vomit after eating. Uh, <laughs> you know, Miller and Stark are still alive. Cause, oh yeah, because so also uh, Weir has killed JT, uh, uh, Jason Isaacs, uh, at this point. 
uh, oh yeah, he like he like chops him open and like kind of get, put, it puts him up in like a very Hellraiser-y ribs splayed out, his skin and yeah, his guts falling out. Yeah, because yeah. they have that's before that you have the whole scene where they're talking. That's when he figures out that the two to May. Uh, ex Libra's thing but he's, he's having a whole conversation where Lawrence Fishburne gives and, and I, I I really enjoyed this speech Lawrence Fishburne gives the whole speech about how the burning man he's been seeing is some crew member that he left behind and like he see he watched him burn up in zero gravity and like have you ever seen fire in zero G it's beautiful and I thought oh, Lawrence yeah, that Fishburne was nice. yeah. he sold that really really well and I guess in the initial cut of the movie that the, the big sort of final confrontation was between him and the burning man but audiences didn't like it so they made it in the same meal but so, and I guess there's a cut scene that reveals that uh, uh, DJ, Jason Isaac's character, is terribly afraid of getting dissected. So, oh, what irony that he gets Are you kidding? cut open. Oh. Yeah, that's a correctly cut scene because who cares? But also, um, how, how fucking on the nose you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This isn't a smart movie. <laughs> um, but, but the problem is it's, it's smart movie adjacent. Yeah. Like... There's this, good stuff here. Yeah, like this kind of, I don't even want to say the script, but this idea in different hands or with a different, like a different cut, it's just like, it's. I think that's why it annoys me so much is yeah. that it's like, ah, oh, this could have been a thing and right, it's not yeah. a thing. Yeah, it's uh. so close. Um, not that, not that I'm going to be the John thing here where I referenced previous episodes. It's like Raid of Fire where it's like, how is this not, it's yeah. fucking post-apocalyptic dragons. How is this not how did you? How did you blow this? Yeah. But so, yeah, so everyone's dead basically except for Stark and Miller and cooper although cooper's still out in space they're they figure all right well let's just blow this up and so their their whole plan is to blow up the do the thing that they talked about earlier blow up the the uh the corridor yeah i never saw the that back coming. of the ship yeah, yeah no one could have and use the front as a lifeboat and weir is in the front and his eyes are all gouged out and weird and he starts going off about how he's like no i'm the ship's got me and he needs a new crew and you guys are gonna be the new crew and at that point cooper flies up to the window He's arrived back at the ship. He's like, "Hey, it's me." And then this move makes no sense. You know, I talked. Oh, I talked about like the movie. You know, like supernatural stuff doesn't have to follow specific logic to some extent with me. But there's no reason for Sam Neill to shoot the window. Nope, he doesn't because he has a gun. There's a rivet gun that Lawrence Fishman was going to threaten him with that 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 uh, uh, Sam Neill has. And he's like, "Well, if you if you miss, Lawrence Fishman tells him if you miss me, you're going to blow a hole in the hole." And Sam Neill's like, "Well, who's?" What makes you think I'm going to miss? But then Cooper flies up to the window of the ship, the the porthole window or whatever you want to call it. And he just shoot he just shoots the window. Yeah. There's just not a thought. Like, the guy's in space. It, outside of, the, what do you think is going to happen? There's a lot going on here. Also, so that's really dumb. But also, Sam Neill having the gun, the kind of, um, the spatial setup It doesn't of that make shot. any sense. Yeah, because cause Lawrence Fishburne has the gun. Yeah. Falls, so it falls to the right. Sam Neill's way to the left and seated. Yeah, and then somehow he's got it. Just he just has it. There's yeah. no like there's no way to remedy that yeah. in it, and it's really jarring. It but, does not make any sense. But then falling that the next kind of is the, the the amount of air escaping that it's like pulling up the deck boards and and Sam Neill's trying to hold on and yeah. gets sucked out of the window. And then Lawrence Fishburne. I'm not saying he's not a strong guy, but with not that much effort, just kind of crawls on his hands yeah. and gets out of there. Well. He literally had deck plating come up and right. I'm not saying you have to have the physics be right. Just have the physics be consistent, be consistent within yeah. any seconds away from it. Samuel gets sucked out and Lawrence Fishburne, uh, uh, Weir has also activated the gravity drive. And so they have to go try to shut that down. So, uh, Lawrence Fishburne goes, goes back to where the gravity drive is 
and uh, that the Burning Man that he was dealing with later uh, earlier, his his manifestation of his own guilt comes up from the from the goo surrounding the gravity drive, and they start fighting. And there's the worst sound effect when the Burning Man guy like punches him, and Lawrence Fishburne goes like flying back and hits the wall of the chamber, and it's this like it sounds oh, like a Street yeah. Fighter punch, like yeah. it's really really bad. And then the Burning Man guy turns into Sam Neill, who's all like super cut up. Like his face is all kind of like held razored up almost. Um, these very sort of like, like uh, uh, design of scars. And if you've seen any, if you ever seen any stills of the movie, like his body has all these like very intricate scars and he spent a lot of time in makeup, but they spend no time. It's all close-ups. They yeah. spend no time on a, on a wide shot. It's all close-ups of him. And I cannot understand this. Some of it I'm guessing is because close-up of his eyes is they like, had to overdub lines of like, you know, let's just do this. And he's explaining what's going on or like, no, it's not hell. It's this blah, blah, blah. But the mouth, that wasn't his line. So they just could only go to the close up of the eyes. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I like, guess that makes sense. I didn't, I didn't put my finger on that. I just, I, was, I felt that was awkward. It, it, yeah. Cause it's just, yeah. it's cut together. Very strange. It doesn't, it doesn't feel motivated. Why it's just staying there. There was a cool shot in that scene, though, where he punches Lawrence Fishburne when he's in the water uh-huh. and he kind of jet skis across the water. And yeah. that kind of shockwave. I thought that was that's I mean, that's it's it's such a simple thing. But if you think about that, like in a practical stunt aspect, that's a cool shot. Like, oh, yeah, that's a lot of effort. Like, that's a that's a neat looking little bit of business. It's just it's in such a dumb scene that it kind of it gets, you know, you don't pay attention to. Right. It. You, it gets overlooked. What, what I do like is that. Uh, so Miller eventually sort of gets himself together and he has the control to blow up the, the, the sh- activate the explosives. And he does like that. He doesn't give it, he, his big, uh, cause Sam Neill is always like, you know, do you see, do you see? And he's like, yeah, I see. And then blows up the ship, not killing them, but basically just being like, okay, no, I'll go to hell, but everyone else will be safe. Yeah. And I liked that as a character sacrifice as not, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm I'm going to go down. I'm going to take you with me. It's more like, no, I'm going to let my crew go, and that like I, I can accept the hell I've made for myself. Like, I, I don't know. I thought that it's something where like if they actually did more character development, it would be even, you would feel it more. I would agree with you if they did more character development, yeah. but I, I, it falls, it does nothing for me because Lawrence Fishburne in all like other than. He left a guy behind. Mm-hmm. He seems to be a really good leader. Yeah. He's a great guy. There's no, like, so him damning himself to hell, like, I want some kind of character arc that would, like, pay off there, but it just seems like, oh, so a really good guy is just going to have the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. Like, but but it's, <laughs> I, I do like that better than them sort of, like, officially winning. You know oh, what I mean? totally. It's just, I, I just wish that they had paid, like, I wish they had. I wish that decision had some stuff before to make mm-hmm. me like it instead of doing, eh, yeah, that's the thing that happened. Yeah. yeah. So Co- Cooper's already come back safely and him and Stark are on the front half of the ship and uh, they watch things blow up and are sad. Yeah. And, and they then, go into the, the, the goo tank. They go into the yeah. goo tank. 72 days later, they're, they're found by another rescue team. They're, they're wearing like masks and stuff like that. And they get uh, Stark out of the Oh yeah. Tank. Talk about the telegraph right there. Yeah. yeah. Where he's like, uh, no, no, because she asks about someone else. She's like, no, they're okay. He's with us now. And the reveals the mask, and it's Sam Neill. All face, all hell raised up. Wah-ah-ah-ah-ah. And then, nope, she wakes up again. Another hallucination. It was a dream. And the actual rescue crew is there. It's like, give me a sedative. And the camera pulls back, and the door closes. And thus ends the movie. And I'm not sure if you're left with... And I kind of like they left a little open-ended where it's like, well, is she just like horribly scarred by this experience? Is 
are they tr- is that the the leftover bit of the event horizon trapping them on there is this going to happen again in a much smaller space what's going no. on you know i i like that yet again i would have liked that at the end of a better movie sure. at that point yeah. but yeah i guess it's over yeah that's that's good yeah. yeah thank thank you for being done movie because i it's these are the the movies that like kind of hurt me the most of the ones we choose mm-hmm. are the ones that are just, that are good movie adjacent yeah no. i can i can like a good movie i can like a shitty movie it's these ones that are just kind of like they sit in this weird hinterland and it's just like oh why the fuck did you do this yeah you when were, the potential yeah. is there it's upsetting which yeah. is if we ever do the interstellar episode which is gonna be what i spend most of the time complaining about and i and i will correct you every but, time but yeah what's interesting is so when they this movie was very rushed to be made and in fact someone from paramount after because it, it, it got a lot of uh, cult status in in, in dvd kind of like got a following there and someone from paramount was like look we never honestly okay let's say we didn't do a really good role out of this movie why don't, why don't we give you some more time to cut it see if you can make like a like a director's cut and they had such a hard time finding footage because this was before you know digital and before um dvds were more of a thing where people were interested in, in extended and different cuts and so a lot of the footage was not stored properly or like stored in weird places they found some apparently in a transylvanian salt mine well i mean that's that's where most films yeah. go yeah so i so he kind of eventually went like yeah there's the what we have is not good enough to make not good enough quality to try to put it together like we can't do a cabal cut of a vhs like we're not going to do that so you're Which never gonna get, yeah. yeah. You're never gonna get a an extended extended version. Because so. I would have liked to have seen the original cut. Because I feel like I, I don't know. I just you know I'm I'm wrong. But I feel like there's a chance that that was good. But no, I'd probably I mean, watch like, it. There just be it's, it's probably just other issues it's, would be in the longer a, it's cut. It's a fine popcorn horror movie. Like it's it's not great. But it's just like you just don't think about it. Just throw something on and whatever. It's it's fine. Um, yeah, but it could, it could be so much more. I, I'm 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 far more down on it than you. I yeah. I I don't want to watch this again. Like I I don't even like if it was on at a bar, I'd be annoyed. Like it it just it's not horror enough. It's just it's just it, it annoyed me. Yeah, I just like I think I think it's I like the way it looks in in several places, and I think some of the set pieces are kind of neat. But I mean, yeah, it doesn't overall hold up. Uh, I I'm gonna do I'm gonna do your thing and say like yeah, if it's on it uh, in the background somewhere, that's that's how it should be. All right, so John, uh, we we have discussed deeply the the event horizon yes and how some of his footage was in a transylvanian salt mine yes you know what else is from transylvania salt no oh vampires you know where else vampires exist where's that sicily apparently huh because we're gonna watch sicilian vampire yes the much loved classic sicilian vampire Yes, the much-loved classic from three years ago. Uh, yes, the 2015 release by the uh, Canadian uh, auteur Frank D'Angelo, who yes. apparently was some guy that just made a shitload of money in some business and decided, hey, I'm going to make movies that I star, direct, and write. And uh, from, from, from all reports, it's the type of movie that some rich guy yeah. <laughs> wrote, starred, and directed. So I am very excited to watch this. So tune in next time to hear me go... That was a mistake for me to say. I'm very excited to watch this. <laughs> yeah. Tune in next time where I'm going to try to defend this piece of shit. But uh, just judging by the co- by the, uh, by the front cover art on IMDb, I think this is going to be pretty great. Yeah, sure. With a star-studded cast, including Armand Asante. Hey, James Conn's in it. He's good. Or he was for like a couple movies yeah, in the he's 70s. Been, he's been a lot of really bad movies. 
Yeah, I mean, literally, he was good at the 70s for, like, yeah. three movies, and then he's just been coasting off of that. Yep. Yeah, so anyway, uh, do that. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, which I referenced before. Facebook, uh, John and Alex hate stuff. Yeah, so find us, and then uh, also uh, subscribe. Like and subscribe on the various things. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, oh, and- yeah, there's a new, like, uh, Google Play thing. Google has their own podcast app, which yeah. uh, we're supposed to tell people about. Throw us a, a rating, too, if you feel like it. Yeah, do that. Yeah, anyway, so... Uh, uh, what are we supposed to say now? I don't know. See you. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Jaws love. Yeah. See you. <laughs>